Okay, this is uh, Jeremiah with the Bigfoot Society Podcast coming back at you with another episode. going to be talking to one of my new friends from the account on Instagram, I Know Squatch, uh, Rick Relis. Great interview. If you like hearing about uh, Squatch in Western North Carolina and in Northeastern Iowa, it's going to be a treat. Stay tuned. You know, before we get going, I just want to make sure there's a chance you're only listening to this podcast and that's all you know about Bigfoot Society. That's all right. But if you want to not miss out on a lot of really good content, uh, make sure you go over to the at Bigfoot Society account on Instagram. That's at Bigfoot Society. A lot of really good content over there. Also, another thing that we're doing is we have our own Patreon. So if you want to go ahead and uh, support uh, myself uh, running the Bigfoot Society podcast, I don't get paid to do this, but I'm creating some extra content for you over at that's over at the Bigfoot Society Patreon page. So I want to go ahead and take a few minutes, kind of walk you through the tiers of what I've got going on here. We've got six different tiers of how you can support the podcast of Bigfoot Society. So the first one is the Bigfoot Society True Seeker. That's pretty much if you want to throw us a few bucks a month. Uh, it's $3 a month, but you're also being added to the close friends list for our Bigfoot Society Instagram account. That's pretty cool because there are things I'm going to put on those stories that are not going to be on the uh, normal Bigfoot Society story feed. So $3 a month, you're going to get some extra content. Uh, coming up is next here is a Bigfoot Society card-carrying member. It's $5 a month, and that's going to be a ton of rewards in that one. Uh, first thing is if you want to hear the Bigfoot Society podcast before anyone else does, one thing is you'll be able to I'll post it as it's worked on and before it's released in the wild, which is pretty cool. Uh, also, you'll be getting access to the Bigfoot Society screening room, which is where I watch a video or a movie. Uh, right now I'm watching through On the Trail of UFOs, and I do commentary on it, and you can uh, follow along, have some fun, listen to funny voices. I do trivia, comments, stuff like that. That's released every Sunday of the month, so you're getting four screening room commentaries per month which is pretty fantastic. You also get access to, I'm going to make a second podcast. Um, it's a tie-on podcast to the Bigfoot Society. It's called the Squatchable Podcast. I'm going to do two episodes released a month where I'm going to talk about my favorite Bigfoot-related movies, books, news of the month. It's going to be new stuff. It's kind of like the uh, Bigfoot Society news. I'm going to release that on the second and last Sunday of each month. So you get two of those per month. That's something you won't be able to hear anywhere else. Uh, you also have access to Bigfoot Society Squatch Notes. This is kind of like uh, uh, Cliff Notes in school. Or, um, what I'll do is I'll be reading through a book every month, at least one book, and I'll produce a written chapter-by-chapter -chapter summary of the top Bigfoot-related books. Um, right now I'm uh, reading through a Lauren Coleman book about Bigfoot, which is fantastic. And there's going to be an audio version of that too. So first I'm going to make the notes, um, stuff in each chapter. So you can read through that and kind of get a feel for the book, um, kind of speak to it, even if you haven't read it. And there'll also be an audio MP3 version of this as well. I think this is pretty cool. No one's really doing this yet. 
It's going to be released on the last Sunday of each month, um, just so I have time during the month to read the actual book. You also get the lower tier rewards uh, if you join this tier as well. Uh, next tier is Bigfoot Society Squatch Crew. It's $15 a month. Um, and this is uh, some cool stuff. So if you want a 20% off code for all the different merchandise we do, and we have merchandise on different um, different places like Redbubble, Etsy, stuff like that, I'm going to hook you up with that. There'll also be a monthly poll, so you get to choose what I review for the Bigfoot Society screening room once I'm done with on the trail of big uh, on the trail of UFOs, and also for Squatch Notes as well. So you're going to help drive the conversation, which that alone is pretty cool. We're also going to do a monthly Squatcher Zoom call, which is where we're going to get everyone up in the uh, in this tier together once a month for a cool group Zoom call, Bigfoot discussion, whatever you guys want to talk about. Maybe we'll have guests, maybe not. I can't make any. Um, promises but you never know what'll happen plus you get the uh, lower tier rewards that are in the five dollar tier and the three dollar tier too so that's pretty good as well moving on next tier is i believe in bigfoot society so i'm gonna this is gonna be a special one there's gonna be it's gonna be twenty dollars a month there's gonna be a limited amount of these i'm gonna do 20 of them if you've ever wanted to be the ultimate early adopter of bigfoot society this is a tier for you so pretty much you're getting everything that's in the other tiers, plus the tiers I haven't talked about yet, plus everything that I come up with in the future built into this for $20 a month, which is really phenomenal because uh, this is just going to continue to grow and I might throw in some, some surprises uh, for this as well. But this is one you want to jump on right away, uh, $20 a month, only limited to uh, 20 people able to sign up for this. Also, uh, executive producers in the next one. So this is limited to five of five openings. It's $50 a month, and I will put your name at the end of my podcast, YouTube videos, pretty much everything. If you want your name out there on my stuff, this is how you do it. Also, there's business producer tier, uh, five of five remaining. Uh, so five people can sign up for this in their business. So if you have something where it's not your actual name, you've got... Uh, Instagram thing going on. You got a book. You got, you know, you go around speaking and you want me to shout it out, put it on YouTube videos, everything. This is a tier for you. And this is going to be $100 a month. So this is the big boy stuff. Here's the thing. You just noticed that I did the believe, I believe in Bigfoot Society tier. So if you want to get everything for $20 a month, plus get your name on everything, Plus, if you get a have a business thing, put that on everything. You can do that right now for $20 a month, and it locks you in for everything else coming down the road, which is pretty fantastic. I mean, that's a value of 50, 165, 170, $173 a month for all that, and you're getting it for $20 a month. So just wanted to kind of tell you guys what was available. Uh, I just set this up this week. So patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. A lot of opportunities. Um, and let me kind of explain to you why I'm doing this. And we'll go down the page a little bit to the goals. You can see there's already 21 posts for you guys to go through. So there's a lot of content on this Patreon already. But first goal, why I'm doing this, first goal is $100 per month. So if I get $100 per month support, this will pay for an upgraded Zoom account, which that alone would be huge because it would be extended interviews. Right now, the, the top I can do is 40 minutes, and there's been some interviews where I'm like, I wish I had some more. 
I'm getting some bigger names too. Also, pay for our, Buzz, our uh, Buzzsprout podcast hosting, podcast scheduling through Calendly, and much, much more. There's a lot of stuff. So, $100 is going to get us out the gate right away. That's how you can help first. Going up <clears throat> the goal list, uh, next goal would be $500 a month support. It enables us to go to local and national Bigfoot encrypted themed conferences and events. And get Bigfoot Society to visit your neck of the woods. That'd be pretty cool if we go to Crypticon and all sorts of stuff. Next is maybe we could get up to $1,000 a month. Uh, monthly support would bring the podcast to heights none could even imagine. With this level of support, we can increase show production, do more research, and focus more time on improving the overall experience for our Bigfoot Society members. That would be amazing. Last but not least, I call this, this would change everything. If we could get all the way up to $7,500 a month, and I think this is totally possible, it would more than definitely allow us uh, to focus on the world of Bigfoot Society as a full-time endeavor, help us to make this squatchy dream a reality. And that's something where it's like, there's no more 9 to 5. It's Bigfoot Society all day long, 24-7. That would definitely make it possible. But this is how you guys... um, how uh, these squatchers out there could get involved if you want to. We just got an email that says there's been 3,500 downloads of the Bigfoot Society podcast. So I know there's some uh, some people out here listening to this. Go ahead and check out the the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. Help us out as you can, and you know we'll get you some cool rewards for it. There's a lot of cool opportunities to get involved. Um, but I am just super pumped for this upcoming interview Oh, we've got Rick Rellis from I Know Squatch. These guys are fantastic. And it was an eye-opener of an interview when he started talking about Northeast Iowa, which is where I'm based out of. Uh, the stuff that he talks about, you're going to love these stories. So go ahead, get comfy, get something to drink, water, whatever you want, sit back. Or if you're walking or running, put your headphones in because uh, you're going to want to listen to this. And uh, have a good one, guys. All right. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Uh, today, we have the pleasure of having with us uh, Rick Rellis, uh, researcher from uh, Western North Carolina. Uh, Rick, would you mind going ahead and uh, just uh, kind of telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a BFRO investigator, um, have been for about five years. Um, I've been on ex- going on expeditions and researching uh, Bigfoot phenomena for Oh, 10 years or so. Um, and I'm also a partner in I Know Squatch, and we're a very progressive merchandise-driven company that uh, we sell T-shirts and hats and stickers, things like that. So uh, yep. we go to a lot of shows during the year. We also have an Etsy site and uh, Instagram. Uh, we're on both. So for followers out there who are interested in our merchandise and what we do with the brand, uh, you know, we're proud of the brand, and we think we're progressive and forward oriented relative to the portrayal of of Bigfoot and uh, we've trademarked it. Uh, We've protected the brand and the image and it's very important to us. And and we've got to, we're always bringing out new things, uh, you know, new material every year, new designs. And uh, uh, we do, you know, we do pretty well. It's growing. It's a nice little business. It's growing very well um, as interest in the Bigfoot phenomena continues. And uh, I also spend a lot of time investigating, um, you know, reports that we get, witness reports. I do a lot of research on my own, uh, research areas I go into. I go on expeditions regularly and have been 
doing that for about 10 years. And uh, I speak at a lot of conferences also on the subject and do a lot of uh, podcasts like I'm doing with you right now. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, some things I've always wondered about uh, the brand. So it sounds like you a researcher before the brand was, uh, was come up with. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I've done my uh, field research. Uh, you know, I've been in the field a lot. Uh, both Hans, uh, my partner Hans and I, uh, you know, we met actually at an expedition, oh, I don't know, six, eight years ago. Um, but we've, you know, been doing a lot of time, uh, uh, daytime scouting, marching around the woods at night, trying yeah. to, you know, figure this out um, before we got to the point of launching a brand and uh, getting awesome. in the merchandise business. That's very cool. So I just kind of wondered that is, uh, so, so you met this guy on an actual expedition, which is cool. This isn't just a guy that you like, you know, met on a, um, I need some random designer guy. Like this is an actual, the designer is also a Bigfoot guy, which is pretty awesome. You can tell that from the designs, like they're solid. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys are coming out with a line where it's like the different States and, um, the, uh, I know Squatch, uh, uh, Peaker guy, I'm sure he has a name and then the different, like the designs built into the flags too. Um, mm-hmm man that makes some good t-shirts but uh and i also am a big fan of the uh the the native um uh petroglyph first sasquatch that's a really good one too yep so hats off to you guys on uh on that um was that a bfro expedition that you guys met on or just uh like one that you guys had thrown together uh no i i actually met hans in the up of michigan um, oh yeah uh, back in maybe 2013 14 somewhere around there on a bfro expedition um so you know he and i have logged some time in the woods believe me uh we do also uh meet last november i was in uh upper wisconsin with him and some others on an expedition that was private Uh, so we do continue to do that regularly but uh you know our research into um uh, that certainly helped us understand uh bigfoot and the way we portray it in our shirts or merchandise you know, we call it, you know, you mentioned the peeper, the peeker peeking around the tree, but that's yep. witness, witnesses report seeing that particularly oh, yeah. hunters. Totally. Hunters will say, you know, I was there and I, I was uh, waiting, you know, for the deer to come down the path and something peeked around a tree looking at me. And uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've had that reported. Um, you know, I've seen that, you know, type of been around that when it's happened in the woods too, when they peeked around a tree, caught them on a thermal, that sort of thing. So, um, awesome. that is typical. <laughs> so that portrayal, that picture of it on our, on a lot of our merchandise. Um, and you mentioned, yeah, you know, I'm glad, thank you for mentioning the state stickers. That's something we're doing yeah. this year, but, um, any of the folks that see us at the shows or check out our Etsy site are going to see, we're doing uh, state by state portrayal of, uh, of the peaker, you know, in these, you know, in the image of the state, uh, with the state flag and and it, it's it's nice again it's a nice representation so we're excited oh, yeah. about that it's a smart smart design series definitely um so that that gives me a lot of like the history of of uh, how it came together which is really cool i wasn't expecting it uh, to be based in expedition that's amazing so thank you for sharing that um hans was telling me that you have uh he kind of gave me a few things to to um make sure that I ask you. So I'll let you know, I'm, I'm based out of central Iowa. <clears throat> I'm in the, uh, the West Des Moines area. Uh, and he wanted me to make sure that I've asked that I ask you about the time 
uh, that you were ushered out of the woods at Backbone State Park. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild up there in Northeast Iowa. Yeah, you get a lot of um, you know followers, viewers that are uh, familiar from Iowa or know that area. Um, a few. Uh, the viewership is, is spread out actually all over the world, which is really weird. There's a ton of, uh, uh, listeners from England, which who knew, but yeah, I got a few Iowa people, yeah, along with me. Yeah. I spent some time in England too. I always kind of want to do some squatching over there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, some areas in, uh, Cheltenham and the mountains around, uh, Cotswolds that look pretty good to me. So if you have anybody over there that's listening in. They want to go squatching in this part of the world. Uh, I, w- I would look around the Cotswolds, but anyway. All right. Well, that's they, hey, there you go, England listeners. Something to check out. Yeah. Um, and who knows? You know, there are. I, I uh, met a guy at a show, a, a cryptid show, a couple of years ago, who uh, had written a book about uh, uh, these types of beings in uh, in the UK. So, and he was pretty. I saw him speak too. He was pretty credible. So nice. Uh, so any of your listeners over in the UK, you know, get out and about. You, know, you never know. Perfect. Um, but back to Backbone, uh, yes. yeah, I've been on uh, a few different, believe it or not, expeditions in Iowa. And uh, actually, if any of your listeners, this past Monday, they're running an Animal Planet uh, kind of marathon on finding Bigfoot. Yep. But uh, yep. yeah, they were they were in Yellow River uh, State Park. So if you know where that is, that's over towards the Mississippi. Exactly. Yep, yep. Uh, they were in there on the show. I've been in there on an expedition, uh, Volga. The Volga River area. Okay. Been in there. And um, Backbone State Park, yep, been in there. Um, there's a, I'll get, well, I'll just say it, but uh, there's another, because typically we, a BFRO, we don't reveal where we've been. We have an NDA sure. and those types of things. Yeah. But uh, uh, we were, BFRO was not there, but I was into the uh, Bixby State Park also. That oh, area. yeah. Okay. Which uh, I think was shut down years ago. And when I was in there, it was, uh, uh, it had been flooded and they were mm-hmm. still kind of underwater, but uh, we had incredible activity in there. Uh, wow. Small as that is. So really? there's so any of your listeners from Iowa get out and about, um, you know, you would think I was a lot of cornfields and not a lot of woods, but when you it's get to not. places like, right. Yeah. When you get to places like backbone, it's kind of like, a, you know, the rolling hills go down into a Canyon where there's a river yeah. that runs through it. A creek and uh, it's wooded and, you know, thousands of acres and it's a good habitat for these things. Totally. So backbone, uh, we had a number of experiences there, but I'll give you one because Hans, I'm right. reference it with you, but he and I and another individual were uh, off. Uh, there's a main artery that runs through that park and we were in the woods off of uh, uh, really a dirt, uh, dirt, but a gated two track, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we had sat and we'd post ourselves early in the evening. We we're there a couple hours stationary, making, you know, some occasional whoop type noises, for, you know, provocation, a couple of knocks, listening, not a lot of activity. Sure. Uh, went and joined up with another group, but came back to that area. I would say 1230, one o'clock. And, uh, uh, the other, the third of our party had done a, you know, very loud howl whoop type noise after mm-hmm. we arrived again. And, uh, we, we had an immediate response and I would, I would say it was female because of the sound. Wow. Uh, and it was probably a hundred yards away directly in front of us. No way. Uh, it then, it then proceeded to come towards us, maybe have the distance and did it again. 
and then just about half the distance again and did it. And uh, uh, very, very, so, somewhere between a whoop and a howl, but loud, very screaming type of sound and uh, was coming at us. And you could tell you know, the where the voice, the vocal was coming from it was high off the ground. It was, you know, yeah. no lower than six, seven feet. Oh but goodness. it was coming right at us. So scared us pretty good. We got out of there, got yeah. back out onto the main road. <laughs> got out, back onto the main road, knowing we've been charged, if you will, by something that didn't want us to be there. Oh yeah. Um, and here's what's fascinating. It tells you a lot about how smart these things are. But uh, we had to follow uh, the road that runs through the middle of that park and head head south for mm-hmm. oh, close to a half mile, and it was angular, so not quite a right angle, but a rolling angle, which we took to get back to my vehicle, which was parked under, uh, you know, under a ridge back a ways. Yeah. When we got, as we were approaching it, the three of us were approaching my vehicle. It was a, a downhill grade. Um, you know, two of us, actually the other two Hans and the other guy were getting what we call zapped. I mean, I got a very uneasy feeling, fight or flight response. Uh, oh, really? A, very, a lot of anxiety. And we heard noises above us. Uh, Cause there was a ridge running parallel to the road. And as we got to my vehicle, I was literally, they were there. So they had gone through the woods to where my vehicle was and got there ahead of us. And they literally tore a tree in half up above uh, the ridge. Cause they were unhappy where we were in that area prior, but they headed us off at the pass is the best way to put it. So that's crazy. Following us on our, as we walked the road, they, knew where the vehicle had been parked. And this is all, you know, wooded in there. And they mm-hmm. took it took it at a straight angle, a straight head of us off the pass, got their head of us and then tore a tree down up above us um, <laughs> on the ridge of uh, the rock line above. And all I kept saying is, you know, don't throw anything down on my vehicle. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we decided FJ Cruiser on a pretty nice vehicle. We got in there and we got out of there. But, wow. you know, you always look for evidence, any experience you have, because you want to next day debunk it. Um, yeah, sure. I've learned research over the years, but we went back to that area the next day and saw the tree that was torn asunder up above. Wow. Uh, you could see where the whole fibers were exposed and up around six, seven feet in the air had been torn. Um, and I'm talking, you know, a de- decent sized tree, so several inches across. And when you hear that at night, it's pretty loud. We went back yeah. to the area where, where we got screamed at and fanned out. Uh, there was about eight of us and found some footprints. And, uh, I cast one of them, which was close to 14 inches long. I still have the cast. So, oh, wow, uh, we, cool. We determined it was female because that's a smaller cast. Typically, when you cast a male print, uh, that part of the world are going to be you know, 17 inches, 17 and a half kind of thing. And the toe box will be seven and a half or eight. Uh, wow. This was smaller. So the toe box is about six and a half, and the length of it was 13 and a half. So Man. I think female, which that was the impression we got the night before when we got screamed at, is that it was a female yelling. <laughs> so uh, made us uneasy to say the least. That uh, man, that makes me. Uh, I had no idea something like that had happened in my uh, my home state here. Like that's uh, kind of gives me some hope for getting out there and and because I've been to that area before and yeah. The woods in the northeast section of Iowa are crazy. Also, the south, southern part of the state, too. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not just all cornfields out here. Uh, thank right. you for sharing that. Um, Hans was saying you, you've seen some, had some other, I would say, uh, Class A sightings. Uh, is there maybe a, another one you wouldn't mind sharing with us? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, yes, I have been fortunate enough to uh, see these <laughs> things. Uh, so, you know, I, 
I like the brand. I know Squatch. I, you know, a lot of times you, you, know, you can see shirts and things out there. I believe, I believe, you know, I'm a knower. I know yeah. these things exist. Uh, that's that's awesome. because, when you, well, and you can't know sitting on your couch. You've got to get out. Yeah, about, exactly. Uh, I was exactly. in an expedition two weeks ago, a week and a half ago in Tennessee for four days, and I'll oh, be wow. on another in another week and a half. You got to get out about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. You just keep learning things about this phenomenon. And uh, I'm not here to say I have you know proof that it's this or that, uh, but I do know it exists. I've seen it. Uh, I've heard it. I've smelled it. I've had things thrown at me by it. Uh, my Man. recorded it uh, i know it's real but uh, one that sticks out to answer your question uh, i would 2016 i was on an expedition again a bfro expedition in uh northwestern part of uh colorado okay and uh, uh without giving you the you know exact location there's there's a lot of woods a lot of mountains a lot of wilderness in colorado sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of activity and um I was uh, with a group of five. We had scouted an area that was in a canyon, wooded canyon, a lot of pine forest, uh, some open swampland in the center, which is prime. You know, anytime you give these things an opportunity to view uh, from above, and you've got a water source, you've got food sources, that's a pretty good chance that you might get some activity. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> five of us were down a path back in the woods, so about a half mile. Um, walking along the out, really down in this canyon. We, so we had ridges above us uh, as we were going, uh, particularly on one side, swamp on the other. Uh, we got to a point where we are doing some things provocative, some, some lights. We, you know, we had string lights and <clears throat> playing some music. And we had found tracks during the day in that area. And the area had oh, been wow. scouted by some locals that told us there was activity there. But um, we were in there before dusk and it was, uh, I want to say August. So very, very long days. Um, but we got, we heard noises behind us, stick breaks, uh, bipedal foot movement. Uh, they were talking to each other and they, and a lot of times when you get in that situation, they'll, you know, they'll surround you. They'll get, it's almost military. They'll Northeast, you know, Northeast, South and West get around you kind of thing okay. if they can, and, uh, observe. And sometimes, when you know you're being observed, you can, you know, have dialogue and talk with them or uh, if they're comfortable, they'll, you know, they'll do that with you. So you can knock and get knocks back, that sort sure. of thing. But it was just getting, you know, just getting dark. You could see, we had a very full moon and you could see up and down the path because it wasn't completely enveloped by the woods. It wasn't a complete canopy over it. And now this is where it's going to sound weird, but uh, all five of us were looking down the path that we're, direction we were heading and above uh, rock ledges and rock outcroppings on the left because we had seen a white, um, I'll just describe, call, call it an orb. We were watching a white flash of light moving uh, above the rock outcroppings oh, and wow. above, above the, you know, along the canyon wall. And we were watching it, um, you know, a minute or so. Uh, but doing this kind of research has taught me to not just look ahead, look behind. And so... Mm-hmm. I turned to the right, tapped on, uh, there was another woman with me. She's a, a sheriff from New Mexico. And she, I tapped her shoulder and I said, we got to look back. We look back down the path and uh, went back and measured next to it. 90 feet behind us, there was a, about a six and a half foot tall Bigfoot standing in the middle of the path uh, really? watching us. Oh, and, and wow. Was, so, oh my goodness. He was watching you the whole time that you're like looking at this orb. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so freaky. <laughs> so it, 
<laughs> stepped out onto the onto the path to look at us. And uh, you know, I've heard this description before from witnesses, but I hadn't seen it. Uh, sometimes it gets described when you catch one of these that they'll you know like a they'll go from side to side, sort of like a shortstop or a second baseman getting ready, watching the batter. Okay. And that's exactly what it did. It was wow. shifting from side to side. Oh I think nervously goodness. because we saw it. But I could clearly see the features. It was, I mean, 90 feet is close. Um, and like I said, it was, it was bright, just, just getting, uh, you know, dark. So, uh, you know, we could see, uh, clearly see, the, you know, the facial features, uh, flat face, dark, dark eyes. Um, I could see the arms, the legs, no neck. Uh, wow. The short, you know, out of proportion with the legs. So the thighs are, uh, you know, very thick. The arms are very thick. As I said, no neck, very uh, wide and broad featured, you know, rocking from side to side. Sure. With black, the color was black. I could see where the hair was. Most of it was dark. Face was a little, uh, wasn't as dark. You could see facial features and a flatter nose, and dark eyes, no white to the eyes, dark, very dark eyes. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, okay. Took three steps uh, to at an angle into the woods and we watched it. Um, so I saw it for, you know, a few seconds and saw it depart. Um, you know, it's, it's a great experience because um, I've had, you know, a few of these class A's. But anytime you see one of these things, it's, you know, it, it makes an impression on you. You can't forget. And, oh, yeah. It's got to change you know, your whole life. Right. It does. And it sticks with you for a while, mm -hmm. too. You know, it's oh, yeah. you can talk about it, think about it for a few days. The adrenaline rush is fantastic. <laughs> I um, bet. Yeah. Not necessarily why I'm in it. I'm kind of in it for the trying to understand what these things are, but, uh, exactly. um, that was a good, that was a very good, that was a very good experience because I had someone that saw it with me mm -hmm. and two mm -hmm. other of these experiences I had classes, I had people that saw the phenomena with me. So I was not, so that's good. You know, wow. Anytime I tell you always want to be skeptical, but when you have someone else that sees something with you or goes through the experience with you, that's, you know, it's pretty verifying. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I've never heard, um, an account where it's like, you've got the orb in front of you and you look back and he's just like hanging out watching you like, that's, that's kind of like, okay. Are they like, uh, here, throw this orb out and, uh, distract the humans so we can get a better look. Like you don't know. Right. It's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some truth to that, Jeremiah, because uh, I've had this discussion with others too. You know, the okay. whole Bigfoot thing, you know, research has fallen into, well, it's an ape and that scientific side of it, and let's just stay with the physical. And then there's a whole side that say, well, it's a lot of woo and it's uh, from yeah. another dimension. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm in the camp that it's all evidence and we should look at it. Um, you know, we should look at it the same. Always try to debunk. But an awful lot of this evidence on both sides seems to corroborate, line up, and repeat itself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I saw Tom Powell at a conference a couple of years ago and he was saying, we've got a lot of evidence to it, you know, maybe not anything that constitutes proof scientifically. And, mm. you know, I'm still in the evidence gathering mode. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, that is so cool. Um, what Western North Carolina, uh, what kind of stuff is going on down there? Uh, well, you know, fortunately we've got some, uh, really very good areas for um for experiences down here the pisgah national forest is here the uh, smoky mountains oh yeah um, yep. north georgia georgia is one of the most forested states in the yep. union and northern yep. georgia is very active uh, very you know real good place to go uh, so i've been on 
number of expeditions there in the last few years. We've had some great activity. Uh, been with a group that had a Class A sighting there. Um, so yeah, very promising areas. And you know, any place there's a lot of, as I said earlier, and you know, in your on your show here. But anytime you've got a, an area with you know wilderness and uh, these things are omnivores, so they're opportunistic eaters. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have available yeah. food sources. They have water. They'll walk the waterways or they'll travel the waterways. Um, you got a pretty good chance. And uh, you're not going to go on out and, you know, have enough, although I carry a lot of tech too, you know, whether it's flares or night vision or different things like that. Mm. Um, you know, you're not going to out-tech these things or out or surprise them and sneak up on them and, you know, catch a picture of them or something. You know, everybody always says, where's the picture? Like, yeah, you're phone ready you know when one of these things just pops out in front of you yeah, it isn't that way you, you got to put yourself in a situation where you're vulnerable where people typically aren't you know these yep. things are very active in the night hours morning hours and you know if you're out there and you're comfortable and you're acting like a hiker and not like a hunter and you're having fun you can be in a good a good chance to maybe have an encounter you know it doesn't mean you'd see one but if you hear one or you hear them uh, you know, approach you, your bipedal footsteps or knock or whoop or some of the other things. Yeah, that, that's what you want. And you're better off putting yourself in a position to experience that than going out there and trying to provoke these things in an irritating way because it's unnatural. And, uh, you know, they don't want to be bothered either. You wouldn't like somebody showing up in your living room, Jeremiah. Bang, no, not at all. No. And not an orb either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, little part you just said there definitely lines up with some of the more amazing uh, stories I've heard where it's like, well, I mean, um, there's a story about the, uh, the young lady in the late nineties where she was doing the hundred mile hike by herself in the Pacific Northwest. And then it's like just her off the trail and boom, there they are, you know? Yeah. And at, uh, at night and the full moon and all that, yeah, it all lines up, you know, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you you get out, I, any of your uh, listeners, I, you know, I'd encourage them, number one, read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff on uh, social media. It doesn't mean it's all true, but read sure. some books on the subject, uh, you know, watch some video. Not all the crazy things like, you know, Monster in the Woods kind of. But, you know, <laughs> the, show, the show was great for driving interest. Uh, the show did a wonderful job on getting around to all the states and opening up, the, especially the part where you have witnesses in the shows talking about their experiences. Yeah. You know, the more research you can do, you know, reading and, and, and that sort of thing prepares you for when you're out there. And then when you're out there, you know, be an observer, uh, be respectful when you're out and around mm-hmm. these things, especially if they happen to happen in one of them and, or a few of them, there's never one. And, uh, you know, try to have some fun with it. Uh, you got, that's your best chance, but, uh, you can't do it in your living room. As I said earlier, you, you gotta get out and, that's right. Because, uh, you know, failed Bigfoot expedition is still a great time in the woods is what <laughs> they always say. That's <laughs> still yeah. Um, it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's say if we do have uh, some listeners that are brand new to, you know, they want to learn about Bigfoot, all that sort of stuff. What are maybe some books that you would recommend that they, they start out uh doing their research with if i could put you on the spot with that yeah no that's okay and uh it's, it's not putting me on the spot actually mm-hmm. i've got something i could pull out and uh look because i do a i do a talk on some of the best books to review oh, sometimes great. i get awesome. present it so I'll, I'll uh try to handle a little of it off the cuff but uh 
I, I would recommend anything that, um, you know, on the scientific side of things, uh, Lauren Coleman's book, mm-hmm. I think Apes in America, I think it's called, uh, that's good. Anything Dr. Meldrum has done. Yes. Um, I'm going to host state. Um, he's a great guy. Um, I am seed, uh, the upper Michigan, I, I've done a couple of times, uh, upper Michigan, Bigfoot, uh, uh, town hall convention whatever it was like conference last year and he okay. was at that um, oh, wow. so I, I see him at some different shows and things and he's a, he's great because uh he's always gonna he, first of all he respects evidence in a physical way and he really mm-hmm. is gonna look at it from the anatomical standpoint and from the material evidence standpoint scientifically so you know i would encourage somebody to read uh you know his book or his books um that are out there uh, Robert Morgan, I, you know, I love, he's got a couple of books on the subject. One I think is called the, uh, it's a small book, a handbook, Bigfoot uh, Field Journal. Okay. I think it's a wonderful book because it prepares you for uh, when you're in the woods, uh, how to set yourself up to have a possible encounter, just what we're just talking about now. Oh, uh, if you have a research area locally that you go to, you know, how to interact with them. How, how to put yourself in a position, possible position for an encounter. He does a wonderful job, and it's from the Native American standpoint. Oh, I like um, it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, he's a great guy. I've seen him speak a couple of times, and he's very, very much on the uh, respect these things. Um, they're forest mm-hmm. people. Uh, we treat them okay. with respect, and it's a historical narrative in the Native American culture. And I'll, I'll tell you what, the longer I've been around this, the more I believe it and respect it. I think there's something to that. And, uh, wow. I'll definitely have to check that one out. That's a, that's a new one for me. That sounds very interesting though. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a couple out there. They're both equally good. The the field journal is is really good. Tom Powell's books are great. Um, I'm a big fan of Tom's uh, met him too. And great, fascinating guy to talk with. Um, uh, He's a teacher out in Oregon. He was a BFRO investigator too, before he wrote, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's written books like the locals is a wonderful book. And, uh, one of my personal favorites, Edge of Science. Uh, hmm. So, you know, he talks about paranormal and things that are on the edge of science and, um, you know, starts a Bigfoot, winds up talking about things like crop circles and, and uh, connects it all awesome. very well. So, that sounds uh, like he, a good yeah, time, too. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's, a, that's a wonderful, wonderful book to get into. And then there's uh, one that um, uh, Nick Redfern, I think it is, put out one called mm-hmm. the uh, Bigfoot uh, Encyclopedia a couple of years ago. And it's yeah. got short. It's got everything in there from Harry and the Hendersons to, you know, uh, Patty and uh, Patterson. Oh, okay, cool. It's got little cool. pieces on each of them and just, just tells you what they are. So that's a good, that's a must if somebody out there is a researcher and is interested in getting into the subject and wants a, something that they can, you know, reference every now mm-hmm. and then. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's got references in there in other parts of the world, too. And oh, there. wow. So, um, that's a nice book. Uh, Animal Planet put out a book when the show was out, which... Yep. You know, it's a little bit more like a workbook, um, right. but I, you know, I like it because it, you know, it tells you a little bit about um, gathering evidence and uh, their, uh, you know, Bigfoots or um, habitat where, you know, where they would be. So that's kind of a good book too, but um, there's, you know, there's lots out there, but you know, you can read 50 easily, uh, you know, over the yeah. next year or two, you'd be better off. You know, Just going out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you need the combination of both. Do the homework. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's a good point. Uh, Rick, I want to be respectful of your time uh, because we did sign up for for a 30-minute, but um, 
uh, maybe a, a few more minutes just to kind of maybe uh, wrap things up, if you don't mind. Um, I don't mind. I that was great. Did not expect a, a very awesome discussion on Bigfoot literature. I feel like that could be a, a large episode in itself. But um, regarding, uh, let's say if, if someone's never heard of I Know Squatch and they're like, well, th- that stuff sounds kind of cool that they were talking about earlier. I might want to you know, check that out. What are the best, uh, the best ways that they can check out uh, I Know Squatch or uh, maybe follow along with, uh, with different things you're involved with? Yeah, so our uh, number one, I would say our Etsy site is good because we're always updating our merchandise offerings. So, you know, check that out. Um, that's, that's good. Instagram, we post different things on a regular basis and, you know, different things that we see. Um, our followers send us some things too we put out there. Okay. I posted um, or put a lot of things on that from a recent expedition a couple of weeks ago, uh, which is actually one of the images that we posted on that. This is a teaser for people, but they go on and look was. Uh, a red light lit stick structure that was taken in the woods way back in a you know forested area in the middle of the night. And uh, some of our followers found by looking through the images of stick structure and enlarging it, they found a, a, uh, an, a what looks like um, a being or something peering what? through the stick structure. Really? Uh, so, that's in your feed right now? Yeah, yeah. So they ought to check oh that out. I'm go- yeah, I'm going <laughs> to so check I'm that out right after it. this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an image. We, so I was there. I had another, uh, you know, companion with me on the expedition, and we found we were in an area leading. We had reason to be, you know, in this area, but uh, we had some activity. We we're up on a rise, and uh, in this one spot, um, saw a couple of stick structures right on the edge of a, a viewing area on top of a path. Okay. And one of them was compelling because it was an X and it had kind of a floating member in it uh, that was uh, a stick that had been broken off. and was just, you know, levitating in the middle, which is typical of the, you know, that type of stick structure. I speak on this as a topic at conferences too. But uh, so I wanted a picture of it and we were getting a picture of it uh, and, you know, took a couple. I put my red headlight on it to get the image and then we posted it, uh, you know, next day or a couple days later on the, on um Instagram and some of our viewers saw that picked up on our followers. Wow. And said, yeah. The left awesome. side of the you have something in the background that is peering through the stick structure. So oh, that's, that sounds wild. I, I'm going to check it out. So again, that's uh, at I know Squatch, right? On Instagram. Yep. Cool. Yep. yep. Very good. Very good. And then we'll be at, we're going to be at a number of shows this year too. So uh, okay. I'll be there. So anybody that listens, want to catch up uh, Gatlinburg and the end of July. Um, we're at that, a Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Festival. That's a wonderful, wonderful, awesome. wonderful. Event. Awesome. Uh, we'll be at the, we're going to be at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference, um, the Marion, North Carolina. Um, that's a big, that's a big outdoor, uh, okay. event. Uh, I think we're going to Oklahoma, so we'll probably be at that Hanobia this year. And, uh, I think I just, we just signed up for a cryptic con in Kentucky too. So, hey, all right. Um, cool. Yeah. That's on the bucket five, list. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, five five different shows this year. I'll be selling merchandise and uh, uh, some of these things. Like I said, I speak at some of them, etc. But uh, love to hear from anybody if they you know get to one of those shows, want to come on up and you know relate some experiences. I'd be glad to talk. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And Rick, uh, I have a feeling that in the future I'd love to do a follow up episode with you. Uh, 
eventually, once I get this Zoom account uh, upgraded to past 40 minutes, we'll be rocking some longer episodes. So, <laughs> But for now, this is good. So I appreciate your time tonight. It's been fun chatting with you. And thanks for letting me know how uh, crazy with Bigfoot my home state of Iowa is. So, <laughs> yeah, they, you know, yeah. yeah, they're out there. Get, Jeremiah, get out there in some of those I'm, places. I'm going. And, and I'm going. You have a good chance just walking around the woods late at night, and you, you never know. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thanks for supporting I Know Squatch. We appreciate it. You got it. Well, that was a great interview with Rick Rellis from uh, I Know Squatch. Again, if you don't know the I Know Squatch guys, uh, as Rick did say in the interview, but you got to go check them out. They make some great designed uh, shirts, uh, stickers. I just check out at I know Squatch on Instagram, uh, their website too. Good guys. Again, um, shout out to Hans for making some great designs and thank you to Rick for coming on the podcast. Hey guys, we'll see you guys and gals. We'll see you back uh, next week, um, Monday released every Monday. And uh, we got some big episodes coming up. I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but uh, I think you're going to like it. So We'll be seeing you next week on the Bigfoot Society Podcast.